Are you okay? I must send a message to our podcast listeners. Shortly after starting this episode, Mark fell into a deep coma. Oh, I'm awake now. We can start. Oh, good. <laughs> Two. Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. Yes, and you might have gathered from that little intro that it's uh, Planet of the Daleks this week. Daleks. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said at the time, I didn't expect it to lead into like a longer sequence of stories. So good. All good. Oh, and before we start, I'll just say we just got a message on Instagram. All right. From David, Electro Dave. The debate is still going on about whether we should add any categories to our Doskers. Of course, yeah. Um, And he says we sh- there should be a Clothes Watch Award. Right. Okay. And also, inspired by your recent lustings <laughs> at the Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> the Brigade Leader Season Hottie Award, maybe. Oh, um, Season Hottie. Not sure about that one. I mean, I'm all for it, but I wonder whether we have, like, it could be one for the decade. Okay, well, we will consider that for when we do our next uh, awards. Well, I don't think there's any other updates this week, but there is a lot to talk about the story today because planet of the daleks is my favorite third doctor story and probably not as highly regarded among fans um i do tend to always like the ones that aren't as <laughs> well regarded sometimes uh, but this one it's it's one of those 90s repeats for me so it's one of the very first first stories i saw that is probably why this is definitely a play in playing this in the playground in primary school with Ross, pretending to be those purple <laughs> things and jumping in and out of the the uh, little crate things and all of that stuff. This was definitely a childhood story of mine. So that's probably... Oh. So I love this one. I could watch this one again and again. Was it just on TV a lot? Well, no, it was repeated in the 90s and I taped it off the TV. So it was just one of those ones that I just always watched again and again. I see. And we have... Our favourite, or my favourite, Terry Nation is back. I know, get the Terry Nations out. Woo, Terry Nation cocktails all around. So did I ever say, I mean, I posted out the Terry Nation drinking game, but did I ever say on here what those rules are? No. Because it's perfect for this, a Terry Nation part one. If I just read out what's on my drinking game here and just see how many things happen in this story alone. So take a sip whenever... Terry Nation or part one appear on the screen. Okay. Yeah. There's radiation or radioactivity. Not there was none of that. The TARDIS is broken or unaccessible. Yeah, we got that. A companion is exploring or left on their own. Classic, yeah. There's a jungle or a forest. Yeah. A location is described as deserted. Mm, Not so much in this one. Uh, the Doctor or Companion is injured. They both get that. Yeah. Cliffhanger is appearance of alien creature. Yeah, got that. Uh, there's a quarry or a sandpit setting. Classic. Or a dead body creature is discovered. Uh, so that should cover nearly all your Terry Nation part ones. Um, and I think the criticism of this one amongst fans, and I mean, we noticed it as well. Um, I didn't notice this when I was young that it is very similar to the first Dalek story. It's so similar. But I love it, though. And Terry Nation coming back to write in the 70s now, because he ha- the last thing he wrote was maybe even Dalek's Master Plan, maybe, like way back. So, like, But thinking about it, just sorry, just sorry, before we go on, that story is also your favourite like Doctor Who early story, isn't it? Oh, one of. I mean, I love The Chase, which again is Terry Nation. Uh, but Dalek's Master Plan, there's elements of that in, in here as well. It's, but it's so funny that, okay, Doctor Who has moved on. We, you know, we were talking about three Doctors, you know, 10 years on. 
it's moved on a bit. But then Terry Nation comes back and he literally, this is a script from the 60s. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. With all, without a doubt. And he hasn't really changed very much. He's taken all these elements from his other stories back in again. So it's not exactly groundbreaking, I realise that, but it's so much fun. It's just a fun throwback. And you get your action. He knows what he's doing. You get your action moments. You get your good cliffhangers. It was quite interesting having that sort of throwback to the 60s in a way because you do realise how far they've come. But you also, there's something quite nostalgic about it. And maybe because it's a 10-year, this doctor was never a 60s doctor. That's what you've got to remember. So having him in a 60s story, because it is, like, like, you know, everything about it, if it was in black and white, we literally would have been watching a 60s story. So should, let's start going through and we'll, we'll talk as we go through because I've got lots of notes here. Uh, of course. So, yeah, we're, we're carrying on from Frontier in Space. Epic. There's a very handy fold-out bed in the TARDIS that has never been there before. <laughs> Where have the quirky beds gone that I thought were completely unusable? Okay, at least that's something that can stay in the 60s, the uh, Edge of Destruction beds. At least we've got our modern <laughs> 70s space beds, at least. <laughs> Like, yeah, but, you know, where have they gone? When did, I guess when he redecorated, they sort of improved to these pullouts. But, but they don't need them in, a, in the control room anyway. Where's the bedroom? Exactly, exactly. I don't feel that's an improvement. <laughs> no. That's just lazy. That's a man designing that. That is a man designing that. Like, oh, I'll just put my bed in the same room that like the controls are in so I don't have as far to travel for stuff. Whereas a woman would be like, okay, so in this space we'll have this and then in this room will be a completely different feel. I find it really scary. Well, I used to find it scary. You know when the doctor's like that and he opens his eyes and then he's got the, he's got like the frost on his face and stuff. Yeah. His eyes are just, used to be a scary moment for me. I don't know if anyone else found that. Yeah, I don't know. It just freaked me out. I had a moment. So when I looked and he was all frosty, I was like, what have I missed? When did he become frosty? And I realized it's because he's like gone unconscious or whatever. But I was just a bit like, I had a moment where I was like, did I like just completely glaze over something? When did he become frosty? Maybe it's because it's like we were watching this around Christmas. So I was thinking like, I don't know, the snowman or something. It's a bit of a random thing for him to, he goes in this coma, he goes frosty and then he's okay after a bit the first time well in the demons he went all cold didn't he and but you know when he landed on earth when he first is this doctor did he go and he was in the hospital and that's when they found out he had two hearts i don't think he went frosty then he was sort of frozen but he wasn't frosty i literally was like have they gone somewhere cold i'm really confused i don't remember them being somewhere cold did i completely miss something when did he go frosty so yeah and then joe's got to narrate everything on a tape recorder because which she has never done before yeah i know but she's got to she's the only sort of character in this first episode so she's got to have someone she's got to explain to the audience what's going on it's so funny and that's again that's a very 60s thing you can see susan doing that susan going out into the jungle he wrote this and had basically replaced susan with Joe. But it's not even Barbara that. Like, this is Susan. A lot of this sort of stuff is what Susan would do. But actually, by this point, we know what, you know, she's going to, all she needed to do was say to her, I'm going to go out and explore and see if I can find some help. That's all she needed to say. And then off she could have explored, saved herself some dialogue and lines. Instead, she has this really weird tape recorder. I was like, she has never done that. Who is it for? Like, I'm so, like, we've never seen this before. It's so weird. Again, yeah, it's strange. Just that even if Terry Nation was coming in and being like, okay, you'd think the script editor would be like, we don't do things like this now. There's got to be something else. It's just not needed. She'd already explained to the doctor what she was doing. I like it, though. It's it's kind of scary. And she goes out into the forest, into this jungle, and it's very like a Dalek's Master Plan jungle. It's got the same sound effects. The jungle is great. Let's just talk about the jungle a sec. The jungle is brilliant. Well, you're going to love the jungle, aren't you? Because it's like your flat. <laughs> you have, do you <laughs> want to explain to everyone how many plants you've got in your flat? Not 29 at the minute. I have so many plants. <laughs> so basically, plants 
<laughs> you are living in the Spyridon jungle right now. <laughs> in fact, just in my direct sight, one, two, three, there are five plants. Just like in front of my eyes right now, while we record, there are five plants. And then I turn to my left and there's another three. And if I turn to my right, there's another four. I'm surrounded by plants. You are literally in Planet of the Daleks right now, recording in the jungle. It's because, it's because my cat really likes them, I think. Like, I, like she loves cactuses in particular. She thinks they're her friends and she like brushes up to them and she makes friends with them, which is really sad, I know. But I think that's why I keep buying plants because my cat, it makes her happy. And then she knocks them over and I get really cross. I'm like, what have you done to your friend? But there's soil everywhere. <laughs> but you haven't got any of those plants that do that spray stuff, at least. Thank God for that. Bloody hell. That'd be a nightmare. Can you imagine? Who would have that in their home, Mark? <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's good you haven't. They they belong on Spyridon, don't they? They really do. They don't belong anywhere. Yeah, they can stay out in the wild. Unless they're spiting out like chocolate. And then... Okay. Yeah, like a chocolate fountain. She drops her jacket. She litters her jacket. That jacket's gone. That's a nice jacket. She just leaves. Yeah, I thought that. I was like, like that was such a random thing to do. I thought that they were going to like, that was going to be a thing for later. The doctor might find her jacket and be like, Joe's been here sort of thing. But she literally just chucks her jacket on the floor. Never, um, It's never really mentioned again, is it? No, I don't think she gets it back. She's going to Alien Planets and just littering. And her gloves, I think, as well. Just Like, environmental impact right there. What is she doing? Just, like, losing... Like, that coat might have been expensive. Coats aren't cheap. And she's just happily... What salary is she on from unit that she can happily just chuck away a coat like that? If that was me, I'd be like, could I have got to take that home and give it a wash? TARDIS must have a washing machine or something. <laughs> I know. It's so... I mean, and she's... Okay, yeah, the set is amazing, but she's not really walking for very long and she gets exhausted and she finds this spaceship and she goes in and there's that... <laughs> okay, Sarah's cat has just fell off a, a ledge live. There is soil Oh, no. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere is soil. Oh, Mabel. Oh, no. Oh no, little girl, what happened there? Fucking, oh my god, the soil. <sighs> oh this is literally god. live and spiraled on, everybody. Oh my, Mark, hang on. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. You, you really are in the jungle right now. Oh my god. <laughs> there is soil everywhere. Okay, one sec. Let me just You're just covered in soil. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, let's carry on. Drama. That was real drama. It screamed. Oh my god. Oh look at this plant. Just sorry. But that's all that <laughs> <laughs> that was full with soil like that's all it's all on the floor this one like was the same oh my god there's just soil everywhere we'll do with it later won't we oh dear okay anyway, right, sorry anyway what was i saying oh yeah so joe finds this my car and calm it down carry so on joe finds his spaceship and there's that pilot there that's dead that helmet is the same helmet that the doctor was in last week in space was it? Yeah, it's the same one. Oh, <laughs> Again. I missed that. Um, and it's... Oh, and then you go back to the Doctor. So the Doctor wakes up, uh, he gets changed, as you do. And again, this is another very 60s thing to happen. I love it. I'm not complaining about it. But suddenly, the TARDIS is running out of oxygen. Yeah, that was a very 60s thing. Like, this has never been a thing before. It's like very season one, oh, you've got to get your radiation suit or your, uh, you know, the the fault locator or something's happening. And the TARDIS running out of oxygen, it's massive. How is it going to run out of oxygen? Like, 
this has never happened before. And then he gets out his oxygen things. And I was like, where has that been? Like, why are you just carrying that? It's so random. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? Um, and then we meet the Thals. So you obviously remember the Thals from the first story. Yes. The second story, weren't they? Oh, sorry, yeah. The, the first Dalek story, I meant, yeah. So yeah. descendants of Ganatus. <laughs> I know. It's really odd seeing them in colour. Well, yeah, I mean, you were having difficulty telling them apart, weren't you? I was. It really was. I struggled with that. And we get a mention, when the Doctor meets them, we get a mention of Ian, Barbara and Susan, which is nice. And the Thals are on a mission. So we're back and forth between the Doctor and the Thals. And then Joe's arm, the stuff starts growing on her arm and everything. Yeah, that was cool. That... I that's pretty gruesome, actually. That's a good effect. Yeah, I thought that was really good. And again, the bit where she's left on that on the ship on her own, and the invisible the spiders coming in, and it's all like, and the bit where Joe is hiding on the spaceship, and then the invisible spiders come on, and they're like shaking stuff around, and I, I thought that was scary as well. I think that's a really good effective moment. Now, to be fair, that was a moment where I was like, he's embraced what is possible in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit sort of poltergeisty in a way, isn't it? Everything's shaking and you don't know what's going on. And and obviously they're using the blue screen to have things float around, which, yeah, they wouldn't have done in the 60s. But I like that. And that's what I like about Terry Nation Part 1. There's the mystery. You're like, what are these invisible things? Because actually they don't turn out to be like violent, horrible baddies, really. She got the Daleks, but you don't know what's going on. All these elements are, and the Doctor and Companion are separated. That usually happens as well in in his stories. Um, so it's all this unraveling, all this mystery upon mystery. That's what I like about it. Okay, sometimes it doesn't always pay off, but at least that part one is exciting. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about it. Um, I mean, because it's called Planet of the Daleks, so it's not a surprise when he sprays the can and oh, it's the Dalek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's always said, like, the Doctor goes there because he knows he's following the Daleks from the last story. So he shouldn't really be surprised that there's a Dalek there. Now, actually, I didn't... I mean, I was expecting to see the Daleks. We know it's the planet of the Daleks, so I get it, right? So to some extent, yes, we're expecting that. But considering the end of the last story, I was thinking... Why would he go chasing after the Daleks? Like, he sent that message to the Time Lords. I wondered whether he was going to go, like, there. Or, like, I couldn't work out why he'd suddenly decide I'm going to go and chase the Daleks. Unless the Time... I don't know. I think he sent a message to the Time Lords, then the Time Lords controlled the TARDIS to send him where he needed to be to stop them, I think. Because the Time Lords wouldn't get involved. But, no, it's a cool effect as well spraying the thing and seeing an invisible Dalek is a shock. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that was really cool. I liked that. And part two, so when the Doctor the doctor gets exterminated, he gets ian I've put, because you know when Ian got paralysed? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when this was shown on, when they repeated it on BBC Two, they were like, Planet of the Daleks, Friday at six o'clock, you know, the little like trailer and stuff. They showed the clip of the Doctor being exterminated like that. And oh. I was like, oh, my God, this is, he's going to regenerate. I remember seeing that trailer being like, oh, my God, this is like, I must have known about regeneration. And I was like, this is his last story. That's how he dies. He gets exterminated. I was like, and I was, and then when I watched it, I was like, he's been exterminated. How has he survived? How is he okay? I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I know he's the Doctor, but I thought if you got exterminated, you got exterminated. Well, Yeah. I, but so, Ian, yeah, I know, but I didn't know. Yeah, obviously, child me hadn't hadn't known Ian then, so uh, I didn't know it had already happened before. But I was just so shocked. That was like probably the first time I saw someone being exterminated, and I was like, just really excited. It's, it's a good That's a really good trailer for like to get people to watch it. A good moment to show, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, what? There is a beam. A figure from another planet who came to Skara in something called 
a TARDIS. The intelligent life form? Oh, yes. Asparidant. 30 years of travelling through time and who should appear to disappear from your screens? Doctor Who and the Daleks, tonight at 7.30 on BBC One. So, okay, let's talk about the files then. What, what do you think of file batch one before the second lot come on? So we've got the leader. I thought you meant the originals. I was like, Mark, that was a while ago. We've talked about that. Taron is the leader. Yeah. We've got Weber. There's always a dick, and that's Weber. It is, yeah. And then we've got Kodal, who is like the sciencey one. So that's the that's the first lot that we meet. I like them. They're all sweet. They're all apart from Dick one. But like the leader's a good leader. That's what you want. Science one is like listens, he gets it, he's like, okay. And then the dick right through until, you know, his dying breath is a dick. So the leader one played Gulliver in the Mind Robber. Oh, I loved Gulliver, didn't I? Yeah. So <laughs> It's the same director as well as the Mind Dropper. That's funny that I like this one as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why you got cast again. Yeah, I think it was. It's quite a big cast because we get Batch 2 later we'll talk about. There's a lot of supporting casts in this, but I, they're all very distinct. It's not like, you know, in the in the Daleks, we had Ganatus because we love Ganatus, but there was about, you know, four others that we've never talked about and I couldn't tell you their names. No. But these ones, okay, we're not we're not necessarily going to know all of their names. I'm not expecting you to remember their names, but they're distinct enough as a group. Yeah. To carry the story. Which again, considering I mean Terry Nations, it's a usually a very simple plot thing. It's usually you know, doctor companions and then maybe two or three. And in that like like two or three to remember, you know, you're good, you're bad, and you're middle. Whereas, like this, we've got, you know, we've got other Daleks, different levels of Daleks as well. We have like the other side characters. I say that with a big caveat because whenever we have a Terranation long story, of course, we meet, like, you know, when we had the, um, oh, what was the one, the Dalek one that Barbara like drove through? Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah. Um, that one, that obviously you had a lot of characters. That was Terry Nation, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. So, like, I say with the caveat that it's not always the case, but this is just a six-parter, you know? Yeah. He, he knows what he does, and he likes to keep it quite simple and for the audience to follow. We still need to go to Terry Nation's house where he was born. It's around the corner. Do we? We should do that. It's literally, it's around near Victoria Park. It's not far. Near um, that car. Oh. It's, it's just around, there's a blue plaque on the house. Is there? Oh, yeah. then we can do that. That's fine. I'm not <laughs> having to travel far. That's fine. Yeah, it's not far at all. It's, I literally That's live really not far. Half, what, half a mile from him? From he, well, where he was born? Uh, <laughs> we need to do that. <laughs> I just love Terry Nation. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, and then... Joe is off on her adventure. She meets Wester, so, well, the floating bowl. That is fun. It's such a bizarre character. The voice reminded me of the Mars people. Oh, I saw it. Well, whispery. Yeah, he's whispery. Not unlike, like, I was like, I've heard this voice before. It all felt just very 60s and elements like that coming in, and I was what? just like, yeah. He cures her arm. He pours, like, hot chocolate over her or something and cures her arm and stuff. Oh, and those furs, those purple furs look really comfortable. I want a spiridon purple fur. Yeah, I want, like, a rug like that, oh, I think. Yeah. You could have, yeah, like a throw or something would be amazing. So everybody's getting split up. The Doctor and Kodal are in prison. Joe's off with Wester. The other files are sort of in fight. There's a bit of infighting. They've got bombs. End of part two is a great moment. This sh the ship lands and we get some more Thals. So this is Thals batch two. So we get yeah. Rebek, our Lady Thal. Our Lady Thal. And then woman of Who. Woman of Who. And then we get Lartep and Marat as well. Uh, and it's a great cliffhanger where she goes. Somewhere in this, you know, somewhere on this planet, there are 10,000 Daleks. I mean, that is, that's the moment from this. The signal we intercepted was to Dalek Supreme Command. It stated that the force assembled on Spiridon was now complete. It gave their numbers. 
Well, somewhere on this planet, there are 10,000 Daleks. It's, it is a great moment. Because I saw this at the BFI when this came out on Blu-ray. So I've seen this on the big screen and it's, oh, it's amazing watching this on the big screen. Uh, <laughs> what did everyone do at that moment, Mark? Well, everyone was like, everyone loved it. Everybody loved it. <laughs> I mean, you've seen it already. So like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they did. It's all been together. They did three with a, there was a break and then three. So you would have liked it. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have. That's how I like to watch it. Because we did two, and then we did four, but we only had a 10-minute break between two, and it was a lot. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, no, not for me. For you, it was. <laughs> and then part three. So this is interesting. Part three, when it was on TV in the 90s, it was shown in black and white because the original had been destroyed. So we haven't really talked about how you know, all the missing episodes and stuff, when they were started to search for the missing episodes, about half of the third Doctor stories, original ones, have been destroyed as well. So a lot of mm. these have... But they've managed to obviously get a lot more back and work out... You know, the colour's been a bit dodgy like last season. The picture does vary sometimes. Um, but part three of this, there is there wasn't any colour one one of it i see so it'd be, when the dvd came out they'd recolorized it so you can't because it's a bit more filmy part three um but i mean that's when i would have found out about these missing episodes and stuff when i watched it in black and white i think they showed a little documentary before about the missing episodes and then said okay yeah we're now showing part three in black and white um it looks all right in black and white actually it's more dramatic sometimes well, yeah, we found that sometimes with black and white because it can cover a multitude of sins. Mm, yeah, so, um, yeah, when I first watched it, black and white. So you see the ice volcano in this episode, uh, and that is, oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Again, a Terry Nation thing. They're either caving, you're potholing with Barbara, or you're ice, ice caving with the Thals. You've always got to climb through a ventilation shaft or climb through a tunnel or something like that happens. There's also a really good... The standout scene for me, though, in this, the Doctor and Kodal are in prison. Now, I'm not sure how closely you were watching this <laughs> when you watched. Yeah, they're in prison. Yeah, I remember. They're in prison. They're in prison. And there's a nice little chat between the Doctor and Kodal. And Kodal is saying, well, you know, he's a scientist and he didn't really want to come here and fight, but everybody else was. And there's this whole thing about, like, bravery and stuff. And the Doctor has his... Moral moment, again, Terry Nation thing, moral moment. There's a few of them in, in this where he's like, uh, being brave is being scared, but just carrying on and doing what you have to do anyway. Um, and that's a really good scene. And do you know what? <laughs> this sounds really sad. <laughs> oh, God. But Go do you know on. what? No, I always think of this scene, right, when the Doctor says that line. That's always stuck with me, maybe because I saw it when I was really young. When... And you know what? That came back to me when when I first had to inject myself with diabetes. <laughs> you know when I first got diabetes? Oh, yeah. So I've probably told this story before. It was very quick. Went in one day, diabetes the next day, and they were like... It wasn't even that, Mark. Mark, it, sorry. You text me going, do you fancy watching a film later? And then an hour later, actually, I'm in the hospital. I've got diabetes. <laughs> So I went in, they came back the next day, and they and all they did, they were like, yeah, it's diabetes. They gave me two massive bags of stuff, like needles and all this kind of stuff. I had, like, a very quick five minutes with the nurse. This is how to inject. And then I was left to it on my own. And those first few days were like, I hated needles. I was like, oh, my God, I think it took me so long to do it. Uh, obviously, I'm fine doing it now. But when I was first doing it, I literally <laughs> thought of that scene <laughs> In Planet oh. of the Daleks. And I was just like, I was there because I was like, I had the I had the needle like ready to go in. And I was like, right, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I was like, I've got to do it. I've got like every, like three times a day I was doing this. I was like, right, I've got to just get used to this. And then I was like, breathe, okay. And it, it I wasn't really doing it properly at first, so it hurt. Like it was a you know, it doesn't really hurt anymore. Um, but 
those first few times I was just thinking of that scene <laughs> like in Jackson. That's so sad, isn't it? But I get the but No, I love it. <laughs> it's just how those oh. how those like moments can sometimes just I don't know. I don't know. Because I've watched this one so much and I don't I really like that scene. It's just you know, and Terry Nation was probably like like I said, drinking champagne, not thinking about anything. But sometimes <laughs> but sometimes it has an impact. <laughs> All these years later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyways, there we go. Uh, and they find this ventilation shaft, the fridge unit and all that kind of thing. And a great cliffhanger at the end of part three. That's probably my favourite, actually, where um, they make this parachute thing to go up the up the shaft. And then Rebeck, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. She gets the dramatic moment. What do you think? Okay, let's talk about Rebeck because I love her. You know I'm gonna love her. Of course you are. Are you already you already proclaimed for a woman of who before she'd like been on screen? Again, she comes well, you you find out there's this sort of love thing between her and Taron, and then oh, this is the funny moment in the BFI when we were watching the scene. And, and it's strange when you see it on the big screen, you sort of take more in, and there's that scene between them, and he's basically like, You shouldn't have come here because I love you. I'm not going to make the right decisions and the Daleks could win because of you. And then she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't understand. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's not a great moment for women in Who. No, it's but not. If... But, but, you know, Coronation wrote it, so he's not great for that. Yeah, but when that was shown at the big fight, everybody laughed. The whole cinema laughed. Like, And I never really noticed how funny that was, actually. Uh, because we said as well, there's that, after they get, you know, they get up the up the ventilation and everything, and then it's time for everyone to have a heart to heart. Literally, it was oh right, we're out. Let's all sit on the ground and have our little heart to heart moments. This will probably take up half the episode. This will take up some time. But I'm interested. What do you think of Rebecca as a woman in Doctor Who? Because sometimes you don't like it when the women scientists are glammed up or not used right. Do you think? Was there any point in her, Rebecca, being a woman there? Or was she there just to have that scene? <laughs> or what? I thought she was fine. No, no, I thought, I mean, look, I didn't think of her as a scientist. There's no reason why she wasn't, though. But she didn't, where is, you know, she was there as, like, someone that had been trained to be. I didn't think of her as a scientist in that sense. She was just another person that had been trained to go on this mission, like everyone else. Fine. But I, she didn't annoy me. And other than that moment, which, I mean, could have been a lot worse. It could have been like, you know, you'll get in the way or something. Like, if that's his reason, which is so, like, pathetic, I'll allow her to be a woman of who? I will remember her. And I do remember her now. I might not remember her name. You'll have to remind me. But I'm sure you will keep reminding me. Well, I, I'd be interesting to know if Terry Nation actually wrote Rebecca as a woman or their producers decided oh well because otherwise joe would be the only woman in it like she has yeah been before. i think he probably did i think he probably did because he did put women in mm. not very big senior positions but he did have women in his stories mm. nearly all of his stories have women in and she, well that aren't companions no, and she also gets to sit down and have a chat to Joe, <laughs> woman to woman. Yeah, that was an odd scene. There's a lot of really odd moments in that whole scene where everyone's having their weird heart talks. Like the Doctor and Joe have theirs, and who else? They have theirs. Does Joe? No, she doesn't. Oh, with yeah, that yeah. That's when Joe meets Lartet. Joe meets everyone. Paired off having these like heart to heart moments. It's a really bizarre scene. Well, it's, it's like let's just stuff it rather than spread these stories out let's just have everyone now sit here and just put all these scenes together it's funny though isn't it well you need that sort of rest you're in part three you're halfway through the story there's been your action and adventure and now you're having a little rest well yeah if you're binging but bear in mind in the, in the 70s i was gonna say 60s then in the 70s like you know the kids were watching this week after week so, like, this week, it's story time in pairs. Mm. It's, it's share our feelings. 
this week. Well, let- I get it. I get why it happened. I get they got out of the danger. I get like in that moment they're like, we need to sort some stuff out. You know, the doctor and Joe needed to talk. I get that. And well, actually, we've missed. Actually, your favourite Dalek turned up. Soldering Dalek. Oh, I love soldering Dalek. Soldering Dalek. Like, I said to Mark, in my head, because there are so many Daleks, that Dalek, because it doesn't have the little, like, squidge sponge thing. Soldering Dalek, I think, or map Dalek. I can't decide which is my favourite. Well, you loved him holding that map. I loved him holding the map. Map Dalek. Though it looked like a, a proud toddler showing off its artwork. Like, there, you know? Uh, so Map Dalek might be an option. Um, but otherwise... Well, he well, so, my only thing with soldering Dalek is he takes a very long time to cut that door open. He takes Soldering's not a quick job, Mark, okay? It takes time. <laughs> well, he's very precise, I suppose, yeah. He needs to be precise on what, on what he's doing. Um, but they always take a long time, just enough time for them to get out and escape, funnily enough. I know. <laughs> Every time. No. Oh, poor soldering Dalek. Soldering Dalek and map Dalek. Like, if that is their functions, can you imagine, like, that is their function? Wow, it's better than just being a normal guard Dalek. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, we're going to put this bet on you and you're going to, that is your function. You're going to solder things. You're going to solder through things. Woo! You, you're going to suction this map. You're going to be our direction. Woo, map Dalek. Well, what do you think of Wester, the Spyridon? Because he comes and he helps out a bit later on, doesn't he? Joe's friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, fine. A bit wet under the ear, but fine. <laughs> He was fine, wasn't he? Look, his only role there was to be Joe's. They had that scene about holding hands or shaking hands. Oh they? no, sorry, no, I'm not. T- I'm talking about no. Wester is the alien. It's uh. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, Wester, bit wet. No, um, what's his name? <laughs> Lartep. Lartep. Okay, let's just talk about Joe and Lartep. Yeah, no, I, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, Lartep. He was because they had the scene about shaking hands. They spend what, another five minutes together in the jungle, and then he wants to He's decided there's something to live for, which is Joe. Which bless him, I mean, how bad is their planet? But after spending five minutes with Joe, he's like, there's something else to live for now. Did you think I know we're skipping ahead, did you think she might stay? It wouldn't be the first time, and there was not There was a part of me that was like, really early on when they were setting it up as an idea, I mean, that's what they did with Susan. You know, they set it up early, this idea of, like, this connection. I'd have been really surprised because she loves the Doctor so much. Like, I can't think what would stop Joe being with the Doctor. Yeah. I don't think it would be another man. Okay. Well, it's more like a Barbara and Ganatus, isn't it, in this? Yeah. It's it's more like that. Yes, I agree. More that. That's sort of like, it's really nice. And they obviously, you know, have a nice connection. She obviously likes him a bit, but, you know, not enough to like... Sorry, I was watching the cat. It's in the plants. Um just not enough to like run off with him. And I just, yeah, I kind of knew that as well. I'd have been really shocked if she'd have decided. There was nothing to sort of like incentivize her to go. Okay, it's not like Susan looked like stay and build this planet again. And it's not like, or Vicky. Vicky's was very similar. Like we're going to run off like, you know, Athens or whatever it was, was destroyed. And it's not like um, Pete. Not Peter. Um, not Pe- what, what was Peter Purvis's character? Stephen. Stephen, thank you. It's not like Stephen where he was like staying behind to like rebuild and like, you know, re-help them. Re-help? You know yeah. what I mean, help them. 
Well, it didn't. It didn't have the same director. It was like, okay, they're going to go back and be heroes. Like what? And and here's, hey, here's this girl I met on the way. <laughs> They've been weird. <laughs> well, again, Terry Nation. He's like, oh, what did I do in the first Dalek story? Oh yeah, Barbara and Ganatus. Okay, cross that out. Joe and Lartep. <laughs> yeah, that is literally his only purpose for being there is to be a love interest for Joe. And the thing is, when Joe has love interests, because she's not had many. Oh, but she's, she's had a few. He's definitely going on the list. She's had a few. No, she's no Barbara. Okay, that's what I meant by well, not no, many. I think she is. Okay, Bill Filer, King Peladon. No, no, Mark. Mark, <laughs> Bill Filer. No, you completely imagined Bill Filer. <laughs> okay. You have completely imagined that. The first one was um, the one that was the king. Yeah, King Peladon. Yeah, that was her first one. Oh, Mike Yates. Yeah, and that. Mike Yates and King Peladon. Who else? Well, and Lartep and Bill Filer. <laughs> Not Bill Filer. You've completely, you've forced that together in your mind. Oh, do you know what? I, That's his imaginary mark. Do you know what? I, um, I got this. That's his whole fan fiction. I got this DVD signed by Katie Manning when I met her and... She was signing it and she looked at it and she's like, oh, which one's this? She's like, oh, is this the one where um, I almost went off with that that guy? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, Joe. She went, oh, Joe, I'm not saying that she was a slag, but <laughs> she had a lot of even Katie Manning. No even Katie Manning was saying that. It was so funny. She's like, oh, I'm glad I didn't go off with it. <laughs> no, she's no Barbara. Barbara was every story. Let's not forget that. Every single story, apart from, if it wasn't Barbara, then it ended up being Vicky, and it was the teenagers, and then Vicky, you know, left. So, like... But Barbara, I feel like Barbara had a lot more against her will. (laughs) At least it's on Joe's terms. Well, that's because we're in the 70s now, and we write women in a different (laughs) way. But everyone, like, it was like... The running theme was, and a male has to fall in love with the with Barbara. That was just like the word. Hmm. Well, yeah, when she gets an opportunity, but it's funny as well because she only meets Lartep in like part four, three, three or four, four. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Only, it's, it's not it's like they've got the whole story together. They don't spend that much time together at all. Which is why she'd never just decide to run off with him. It's really bizarre. There was a scene, you know, when everyone was in and they were like left behind in the forest to like, and then they were supposed to go. I was like, they might be going off and having a cheeky little snog. (laughs) Don't mean that might be happening. Maybe, but Um, we were also talking about the Spyridons and the purple. We forgot to say. Do you know who they reminded us of? No, go on, tell me. The purple thing from McDonald's again. Oh yeah, <laughs> which thanks to I think it's John Hall on Twitter did say when we when we were talking about McDonald's before I can't remember Sea Devils, um, the yeah, purple thing you. in McDonald's is called Grimace, so that's yeah. what they reminded us of McDonald's so, things. Back to Grimace again. Yeah, back to Grimace. I mean, it really did remind us of Grimace. So yeah, planet of the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> So the idea is that, oh, yeah, what do you think of all these, like, this army of Daleks then underground? That looked cool. It was nice to see more than three. Look, it was nice to see more than three. There were definitely more than three Daleks in this story. Well, yeah, there's, like, three that sort of moved around, and then they were very clever in just putting, like, dummy ones in the background to make it look more as well. So it was was very good. And we had a gold Dalek. Oh, well, okay, we'll skip that. Let's go to the Supreme then. Now, he is cool, isn't he? He's gold and he shiny, is. and he's probably from the film. <laughs> he doesn't like a film one. I'm not sure if they or they, if they made him specially or they got bits of film one. But he's got his torch. Do you think because Terry Nation, like, you know, owns copyright for the Daleks, he just had, like, loads in his garage? Um, he does. He had a few. There's a documentary of him, at his, and they go to his house at the time, and he's got, like... Six Daleks just in his house. Yeah. 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 I reckon like they used them for a film and then like he had them at his home and he was like, I'm going to write it. 
and then like just brought it in from home. He's like, oh, don't worry about that one. I've got one. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. He is cool. He is very, very cool. Um, it's good to see a different Dalek as well. It's better than that gold one we had in Day of the Daleks, which was the same, but just gold. Yeah, he's got like light bulbs and everything. Mm. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, especially now in colour as well. You want something cool like that. Yeah, you it, like you really see the difference. That's where the colour... Look, if you're going to have the Daleks that we all know, and I was going to say love, but that would be... <laughs> anyway, uh, that we know. If you're going to be in colour, now's the time to embrace the Dalek cool like colour element that we can have, different coloured ones. And and they've got the voices right, finally. Now, is this because you started on Blu-ray and then you came to me on Brickbox? No, 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 no. This In this story, the voices are correct. They weren't great at the end of Frontier in Space and they were the same in Day of the Daleks. So this is the first time... The voices have not been redone or anything. They are as they were. So oh, okay. Okay. they have finally got them right. Towards the end, we get this virus sort of element of the plot in. The Daleks are going to release a virus out into the jungle and kill everything. I mean, at least for a six-parter, there is something every week that's another thing. You don't get bored of it. That's the thing. I don't get... They're in the jungle a lot, yeah, but they go to the... That um, the Stone Circle bit, and they are they are going around the Dalek city and stuff. But there's always something interesting. I don't get bored of this story or where it's set, or I can watch all these six in one go. It is there's something about it. There's the way it's written. It is written really well. There's a bit of action, a bit of character moments. Then you got another bit of action. Then you got some other threat. It, he keeps it going. Oh yeah, like there is plenty going on. Um, I preferred the other story though I think maybe it's because it's Daleks look I can only take so much and they didn't annoy me as they norm- as much as they normally do and maybe it's because it's been a while since we've seen them yeah I don't know like it it was good it's not the worst Dalek story I'm not sure if it's my favourite I don't know if I have a favourite Dalek story I must have if I have then it's this Actually, no, the ones where they were being sneaky is my favourite. So, no, this is not my favourite. But I can't, how can you like Frontier in Space more than this? I mean, Frontier in Space was captured back and forth, prison cell back and forth. At least here you've got the jungle, you've got the parachute moment. True, no, you're right, you're right, you are right. Like, maybe, maybe it's just the way I watched it. hmm. We haven't talked about food. We were waiting for a curry. Oh, yeah. So part five, it was between part five and part six, we had a curry moment. So listeners, you remember in the mutants when our curry did not arrive. Uh, So Sarah decided to order from the same place again. uh, And we had to, we got it. But it it took a long time. We waited, didn't we? So we waited to, um, for part, between part five and six for this curry. So it's quite a long time. But that shouldn't spoil your enjoyment of the story. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how much food can impact a story. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I like in part five, Wester. Okay, Wester, I'm talking about the purple guy that he's friends with Joe, not the Oh, file. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to put him down for a bravery award because he goes in, he sacrifices himself with this virus thing in a that's in the glass tank. Uh, so he stops them ever releasing that virus because he traps himself in there with the Daleks. So good on Wester. I agree. He definitely deserves the bravery award. Definitely. Very brave. I had a moment when he was sneaking. I was like, has he been deceiving us the whole time? I was like, and then, no, he uh, he deserves it. He basically sacrificed himself for the greater good. Yeah, and then he becomes visible when he dies as well. Very oh. bot like Well, yeah, he's grey, yeah. Yeah, very <laughs> bot-like. If you're grey, you're bot like <laughs> That's how it is from now on. Anything that is grey is going to be referred to as being bot like And you get the, towards the end, you get that sort of final countdown moment. We've got to get the bombs. Is it going to work? Get the timings, you know, race to the end. And they manage to blow up. The, the Daleks and get all the ice Kano and stuff uh, to, to freeze the Daleks again and, and get away. 
Um, and again, it's like the end of the chase, you know, when Ian and Barbara took the Dalek ship, the Thals take the Dalek ship. Um, although it's funny, isn't it? Because Joe's like, oh, um, look, that Dalek ship, you can get home. Finally, you're not going to be trapped on this planet. I was thinking, well, you've got the TARDIS. The Doctor could actually just take them in the TARDIS. It's not like he'd Why abandon- would he do that? Why would he have more people on his TARDIS? Yeah, but he's not going to abandon the Thals. He's not going to space, has he? Oh, I'm sure he can find... It's oh, only a frozen. trip. It's only a trip home. Can you hear me still? Did he freeze? Uh, okay, hello, we're back. We just had internet issues. <laughs> the joys of doing it from home. Yeah. Uh, well, we're nearly at the end of the story. So uh, they say goodbye to the Thals. So, I mean, it's not. I just really, really like this. And it's just one to go to, to watch whenever. You can watch it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> what a statement. For a Dalek story... I'd rate it well and high. I'll say this with Terry Nation. Other than the fact that, like, he tries to marry everyone off every week, he does, when he has the companions like Joe, he does give them good stuff to do and, like, you know, place to, like, them being an independent, having their own story sort of thing, rather than just following the Doctor around and being. That was quite nice. Yeah, I like that as well. Well, I'll tell you the title of the next story is Six. The Green Death. Oh. Um, it'll be on another planet. I mean, they are on their way back to Earth now, so... I don't think we'll see much of mm. unit anymore. Cool. Okay, well, we will see you next week for The Green Death. <laughs> uh, and uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho. Um, well, the Dalek ship's going to take off now, so we better get in there. Lartep's waiting for us. and. <laughs> I've just remembered how I'm going to remember that female character's name. Ribbit. Okay. Ribbit. Ribbit. Yeah. Like a frog. Ribbit. Ribbit. Yeah. Ribbit. <laughs> Let's see if you remember. I'll, uh, I'll try and remember it Ribbit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, get, we'll, go, we'll head off with them now and uh, get a lift back. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs> I'm going to get on cleaning my soil, so yeah. Bye. Yeah, oh yeah, good luck. <laughs> to watch who.